Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Buffalo selects with the fifth overall pick from the University of Minnesota, Thomas Vanek. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to announce from the Ottawa 67s and the Ontario Hockey League, Jack Quinn. On behalf of the Buffalo Sabres and all of our great fans, we are proud to select from the University of Michigan, Owen Power. The Buffalo Sabres are pleased to select from Lexan in the Swedish Hockey League, Isaac Rosen. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Matthew Savoy. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from your garden in the Swedish Hockey League, Noah Osland. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from the Czech League, Yuri Kulek. Well, if that doesn't get you fired up for tonight, I don't know what will. It is night one of the draft fast approaching here in Nashville. It was 20 years ago when the Sabres had a top five pick in this city and used it to select the player who became, in the last 20 years, the highest goal scorer for the team over the two-decade run. That was Thomas Vanek, and what you heard in the recent years are the drafts under Kevin Adams and Jerry Fortin, the first-round picks specifically, Marty, and they'll add to it tonight most likely if they hang on and use number 13. And this is why I've got my goat head uh, golf shirt on, and I wore the black and red today because I go back to 20 years ago when Thomas Vanek was selected, uh, when I believe Ryan Miller was selected later in that draft no, as well. No, he was 99. 90, was, yeah. was he that old? Okay, we're with 60 seconds in. Is Good he, work like, there, like, Marty. Literally, he's that old? Yes. That, that Millsy. I always think of him as a 25-year-old, like, young man. Uh, but, okay. Uh, let's go back to Miller. Uh, and uh, he was good, but this is not about him. This is about all the picks that are going to be coming up now. It is very exciting. There was a buzz around town last night. Obviously, I ran into Bill Daly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, deputy... Is that commissioner. a deputy commissioner, right? Mm-hmm. That's the right title. Yesterday, outside Bridgestone Arena, um, he actually had some great energy about 
you know, all the events leading up to the draft, uh, the fact that the prospects, of, the only thing is there's been some travel issues for some prospects trying to get here. Yeah, not with, just prospects. And not just prospects. Yeah, there's been travel issues for a lot of media members is as it, well. Is NHL Network Live at JFK today? Is that I where don't know where EJ Raddick, <laughs> Jackie Redman, and uh, Jameson Coyle are at right now, but they uh, hopefully will make it in time. But it is uh, there is a great buzz here in Nashville. Obviously, Connor Bedard sweepstake uh, mm-hmm. and Chicago selecting him first overall most likely uh that carries a lot we remember when austin matthews was the projected first overall pick at the draft in buffalo there has been many of those instances but uh yeah and then what happens at number two and how that goes down there has been a lot of fun conversations to be had around town with a lot of hockey people and everybody's got an opinion and I'm just trying to – I wish I would have done a unscientific poll as to what people think will be available to the Sabres at 13 because mm-hmm. I probably have heard like 25 names right there now. There were more added last night. There's no question about that. Oh, when yeah. you look at uh, either other media sources, um, our good friend Kevin Weeks, uh, the number of people that we yep. ran into, um, obviously, you know, the whole TSN crew is here. We expect to have one – particular component of that group darren Dreger joining us later in the show we're going to have sabers gm kevin adams at the bottom of the hour if you recall our draft coverage from a year ago you may recall one specific insider nailing buffalo's oh. first pick that guest will return in our number two to foreshadow what's going to happen for the Sabres tonight. It's a great uh, connection that we have with this very talented, yep. very talented artist, shall we say. And uh, among the uh, the guests that we have today, just really looking forward to, to rolling all the way through. We may have uh, a few of our draft insiders like Chris Peters stop by as well. Looking at Seth Appert, head coach of the Emmerichs, joining us tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, when we hit the air tomorrow... That'll be right in the midst James of James Finch from AFP Analytics tomorrow as well, yeah, which, which has been great right now because there has been a lot of movement in trades, and we'll talk about this around mm-hmm. the NHL, contract signing, extension signings uh, for players that are able to sign before July 1. Obviously, there is going to be a lot of UFA signing on July 1, Saturday when the market opens, but also potential extensions for mm-hmm. players that have a year left on their contract, guys like Rasmus Dahlin, and uh, you know when Kevin Adams... Uh, comes on the show. I'm sure we'll be able to discuss many, many different topics, but that is something that I've written down on my list here. And Lance Lasowski from the Buffalo News is going to join us an hour from now, so it'll be nice because he's obviously been around and in attendance for every availability yes. Kevin Adams and the staff has had, but we will have just had Kevin on again here at the bottom of the hour, so there's going to be a lot to feast on from Lance's standpoint and uh, and just what direction and and not just draft specific. I, I think right now, and, and this is not uncommon to any draft night experience, but based on the movement that we've seen already, like think about it, we spent Monday's show focusing on just the Baker's dozen, yes. really. Chris Baker's, you know, mock through 13 to get us to where Buffalo will ultimately pick tonight, barring a deal. But when we came on the air from here yesterday, we were talking about, Hall and Stahl and Dursey and Johansson and Felino and DeBrinket and Ingram and potential trades yeah. between St. Louis and Philly. Well, since we were off the air yesterday, names like Dubois, Toffoli, Meyer, Carlson, Newhook, Dodonov, Blackwood, Colton, Thompson, Iafalo, 
not to mention everything that's happening or not happening with the Boston Bruins. Like, yes. there's so much going on. So, yes, the 13th pick is intriguing, but I think any fan is more mesmerized and captivated by the ongoing dialogue and ongoing tweaking and or reconstruction of the teams that the Sabres are right now in the battle Should with. Should we talk about what I felt and when talking to some people last night, especially Buffalo fans, and I would throw a name out there and see the energy? Connor was, Hellebuck. Well, Connor Hellebuck is one of them, and mm-hmm. that was a big one. But I, I stay in Winnipeg right now because they just made the deal, right? Pierre-Luc Dubois, they yeah. signed him to an eight-year contract, $8.5 million per year. They trade him to the LA, LA Kings. So a sign-and-trade, which doesn't happen all that often. Now we've seen but, twice. But, yes, exactly. You know, in the last month. But yeah. um, So a sign-and-trade, Dubois gets his eight-year deal, goes to LA. The LA Kings send uh, Velarde, Ayafalo, um, Kapari and a second round pick. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I follows in play from LA to Winnipeg. Could he be in play from Winnipeg to somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know, you know, Western New York, um, you know, like, uh, uh, where is he from? Eden? Eden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eden. Uh, Eden Just think of corn. Well, yeah, the Eden Corn Festival. But I never know if it's Eden or Angola, so I don't want to. Our producer is from Angola. Joe is from Angola. Alex, okay. I follow. Well, and of course, Pat Coletta is Pat from, Coletta is, from is, the, uh, is yeah. Angola. Yes. So, but Eden's own Alex, I follow potentially could be available. And I'm like, okay, would that mm-hmm. be a a conversation where you call about Connor Hellebuck, but all of a sudden maybe you spin around and you talk about Alex, I follow and. I think he'd be a great fit in Buffalo. So I know this is maybe just wishful thinking, but every time the LA Kings are in town, every time I watch the LA Kings, I'm thinking, I follow just the type of players, just like Alex Tuck was, that I felt would fit perfectly in Buffalo. Even when watching Alex Tuck when he was with Vegas, I'm like, that's a player that would fit perfectly in Buffalo. I think Alfalo would be that guy as well. So now that he's been on the move, um, does he stop in Winnipeg or does it turn out to be somewhere else after the fact? I don't want to speak out of turn because it was a very casual conversation quite a while ago. Okay. But I know one person that we talk about a lot and have heard from a lot leading up to this draft who's in the Sabres organization who happens to love Alex Iafalo. That would be Jerry Fortin. Jerry Fortin loves <laughs> Alex Iafalo. So, yes. Um, I, you know, again, Jerry's major task here is keeping the group on task as the director of amateur scouting. Yes. But we know full well that whether it's Jeremiah Crow, Jerry Fortin, Kevin Adams, Jason Carmanos, this Jason is Nightingale. Jason Nightingale, Sam Ventura, like yeah. this this is all woven together and every opinion is valued. And it's not I think what's interesting more now based on you know where the team is at is that these types of discussions about local players have far more merit than they used to. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole idea of creating what they're trying to create and having players that want to be here, like, now you actually want... Like, you, now there's a want from both sides as opposed to it being one side. But it's not just happening in Buffalo, and I'll tell you, maybe Buffalo has this opportunity to 
build the Sabres brand by saying, number one, what Kevin Adams has been saying for a long time, is mm-hmm. say, we want players that want to be here, right. that represent our community, that represent Western New York, Buffalo, Southern Ontario, that are exactly the type of individual, not just hockey players, mm-hmm. but people, human being that we want. But now a rumor, you know, that has been... You know, making its round now on social media, but I, I would think it's going to be talked about on the draft floor tonight as well. Is even the New York Rangers are looking at doing the same thing, and the Rangers don't often say hey, we want people that are here. But there's Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. has been linked to the Rangers, maybe as a potential backup. Look, he's a Connecticut kid that grew mm-hmm. up a Rangers fan. Usually, those big organizations don't really care about that. Right. They just say, you know what, we want. Focus on the team. That's the performances on the ice, and that's it. But now, even teams like Boston, Chicago, uh, you know, New York, LA, they're like, hey, is there players that not only could play well on the ice, but represent us as an organization? Mm-hmm. Because it's much more than the performances. It's about trying to connect with the fan base, and we see that more now. Well, which makes yesterday's big deal, L.A., Winnipeg, all the more intriguing, right? Because Dubois, for good or for worse, for better or for worse, pardon for me. For good or gooder. <laughs> that was almost <laughs> atrocious. Thank gosh I caught it. Um, for better or worse, Dubois now has a reputation, Right. I mean, yes. that's impossible to shed based on how quickly he's gone through the two organizations. He's got himself a long-term deal. Kevin Fiala's got himself a long-term deal. The Kings are building a long, you know, like, you have to hope that that chemistry fits now, right? And, but, that's a tough, but this, tough. But I will say this. Yeah. One of our friends uh, in the media, Dennis Bernstein, yeah. right, fourth, yeah. fourth period, he had a tweet, oh, boy, three or four weeks ago, I want to say, and... He is always so brutally honest about L.A. and their situation, and it was basically riding off of Jack Eichel. Yes. And ultimately the concern, because remember, L.A. was in on Jack as well. At least it it was out there as that. And you had a certain group saying... The Kings need to get him. They need need another centerman beyond Kopitar, especially with Anjay aging. But more often than not, people focused on the negative. Mm-hmm. The injury at the time, the lack of success, whatever, whatever, whatever. As soon as Jack was having his success and the rumors started coming up that Dubois could go to L.A., Bernstein tweeted, I heard the same thing about Jack Eichel. Yeah. And this is where you have to believe in the talent that you're acquiring and you have to believe that you can make it fit, and it clearly fit for Jack in Vegas based on all the pieces they had around. And I re- hate to say so, it because it's overused, but I have been in so many different locker rooms, mm-hmm. even within the same team over time. Yeah, sure. And the word culture is overused of now course. because everybody says we need good culture and we want culture guys and we're trying to build a culture. But when a team like Vegas wins, you look back and you say, what was the culture like in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And who was in charge of that culture? Who was the top people on top? Obviously, you look at the top of the, you know, um, the, the pyramid with ownership mm-hmm. and, you know, presidency and whatever. But obviously, Bruce Cassidy coming in mm-hmm. instilled some culture that he wanted. I remember when Jack Eichel had the hat trick um, and, or was it, 
Yeah, I think it was Jack, his first hat trick of the season in, in Vegas, and he told them, go get, go get a hat. Mm-hmm. And they were going to put – what they started in Boston is for years, mm-hmm. the hat tricks, they would put the hats in the, in the trainer's room mm-hmm. to represent and show history. And you could go back and say, oh, in 1971, this guy had a hat trick, and there's a hat there. So they started that. Mark Stone's Im- impact, right, on what the, uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights did – Cassidy starting five of the six original misfits in mm-hmm. in the finals mm-hmm. in the in the eventual winning game, but that's culture. I look around to the Sabers and and their culture, and at the top, trying to put people in place and players in place that will will lead it the right way. Kyle Oposo, obviously being a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran into Justin Falk, who played with the Sabers. And he's obviously here because the coaches at clinics and everything. And, and um, we were talking about Zemkis Gergensen. And he started laughing. He goes, Gussie. He goes, the guy's still, like, doing it. But he also said, man, like, he was great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of those guys that, you know, is part of that culture. Now, he, he lived through some hard times in Buffalo, Zemkis Gergensen's, but is able to use that and to, to, to benefit him and the team to mm-hmm. go towards the right thing. So I look at L.A., I'm looking, well, Anze Kopitar, like, he's been an amazing leader. And still is. And still is, right? Terrific I, I look at Drew Doughty. You say what you want about Drew Doughty. The guy wants to win, wants to compete. Mm-hmm. He sometimes takes it an old, a whole other level, but he will I fully expect a fight between Dowdy and Pierre-Luc Dubois at some point in practice this year. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect a fight between Dowdy and Dubois <laughs> because, you know, it's about making sure that culture is there. Uh, but we see that in a lot of organizations. I've been part of organizations where you know this going to happen. So, uh, look, culture is big. The Sabres are trying to do that. Uh, it's hard to to quantify culture in a draft because Mm -hmm. they're young players. They're 17, 18-year-olds, right? You don't know where that's going to be, but you hope that you bring them in in the right culture to develop what are these qualities that you want within the organization. And you have to have the wherewithal, the recognition to go for it when... The window is there. And the now, window is I, I don't. There I don't like. I don't like using the window because I think the window truly is always open. It all depends how you approach it, right? But Do LA we, was but, close. LA's been close the last couple of years with the Edmonton series. They've got Kopitar on the final year of his deal. Now they've got Dubois. Now they've got Fiala. Now they've got Deneau. Now they've got Kempe. Now they've got Arvidsson. And it's like, stop yeah. me Stop me if you're going to get to a slow point here. Yeah. Trevor Moore, more than capable of 50 points a year. We've not seen yet Quentin Byfield hit his stride, but now the door yeah. is open for him to play with so much talent because they're going to have at least three offensive lines. And Arthur Kaliev has also, he's teased, but he should get more of an opportunity here. So, like, this is... They've got over fifty million in forwards this year, right? That's telling me like you have to go for it now. So it's what's their need though right now? Oh, did you have to bring that up? Goaltending. 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 So now it becomes the whole So hang on, do they have oh they don't have a first They don't um, have a first round pick. So what would they pay Vegas to get Logan Thompson? Well that it's impossible. Okay, so Logan what's their Thompson, chan- Okay, Logan okay, Thompson, what- by the way, for people who are like, what, why is Logan Thompson? Logan Thompson somehow was, has been in the rumor. Kevin Weeks, while waiting at the airport this morning, tweeted that he hears there's been a lot of phone calls made to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas just signed Aiden Hill to a two-year contract at $4.9 million a year. So he won the cup, right? Mm-hmm. Logan Thompson started the year as their number one goaltender, but then got hurt, and that's when Laurent Brassois... Uh, 
came back from his injury, played mm-hmm. well. That's when Aiden Hill got a little bit more playing time. That's when they used Jonathan Quick. That's when they used Patera. They used like five goalies, right? But Logan Thompson still has two years left at $766,000. He was an all-star this year in the NHL. Yeah, but he wasn't as good as Phoenix Copley. He when didn't he, win as many games. Well, okay. Phoenix Copley. So they should just go with Phoenix Copley. I, I did mean, they get I, out I of like, the first round like by it. not using Phoenix Copley last year? The answer no, is no. No, they did not. They used Jonas Carpicello. They made a trade for Jonas Carpicello. I look, I think Phoenix Copley was a great story. Guys from North Pole, North but, Pole, Alaska, and he has Kenny Canes on his mask. Like that's a great. But the story team is himself. actually better now. They're even. They're they're going to be well, able to play even better in front of Phoenix Copley. Like, so, like Vegas did last so year. So Vegas say, did yeah. it in front of eight. That's what I'm saying. Like they, you're right. It looks like they're missing on the goaltending. But what if they just go with Copley? They could, but they, they could. still need somebody else there. Eric Comrie. Okay. <laughs> so you, so, he's a California kid. Okay. Well, I could, I don't see that happening. I won't. I you won't heard it here you. first. Um, if it happens, I will, will re-rack this segment and totally <laughs> give you all the credits. Uh, but, um, or all the coupons, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. But, uh, no, I don't see that happening. But LA has got a little bit of a downfall. They need, I really believe they need somebody in that. Uh, even if it was to try to go 1A, 1B with Phoenix Copley, mm-hmm. they need somebody there. So Logan Thompson has been in the conversation right now. I don't see why mm-hmm. um, the Vegas Golden Knights would uh, entertain the idea of trading Logan Thompson. But, okay, so when we heard Logan Thompson's name mm-hmm. been brought up, the first thing that I thought is, Okay, Kevin Adams always talks about, well, no, he catches with the right hand. Yeah, sorry, yes, that was a reflex. That was a reflex. He's a, he's a southpaw. Uh, but Kevin Adams talks about being involved in every conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, So if there's teams that are calling on Logan Thompson right now, then if I'm Kevin Adams, I'm calling teams, and I'm saying, hey, uh, um, I hear maybe you're interested in a goaltender, then it's UPL. Mm-hmm. Like you could maybe is the time now to say teams are looking at young, inexpensive goaltender mm-hmm. with some upside still and could develop and mm-hmm. UPL could be a guy that Kevin Adams may uh, be able to bargain in some of these things. Uh, maybe it's to bring another goaltender in. Maybe it's to bring a right defenseman in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to package with a couple of draft picks. Like you got to look at all options. So when I hear teams are looking at Logan Thompson, I'm like, well, why wouldn't teams look at Ukopeka Lukanen as well? And Kevin Adams maybe is calling those teams. Halibut get dealt tonight? I don't think it happens. Really? I really don't. And look, maybe it's just my stubbornness when it comes to the goalie market and thinking that Connor Hellebuck wants nine and a half million on a forget st- the nine and a half. Just focus on like who needs to make the playoffs this year? Buffalo. So focus okay. on the now. What does LA need to do? Get as far as humanly possible with a pretty stacked lineup. Yes. So focus on the now. Like even if so here's one for you that it, that that was uh presented to me last night by someone who I consider to be a very, very good hockey mind. Do the deal. Do the extension. Plan accordingly that you're not likely to see that player through the bulk of the extension. But focus on doing it now. And then you trade that asset off. Yeah, but how many in a few years, years. Here's the problem. How many years are you looking at when you look at Connor Hullabuck? That remains to be seen. Because I'm thinking, how many years are we looking at Devin Levi? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 
I know. Personally, I'm thinking. But if you brought in Hellebuck and decided that basically your window is three years with him, you can at least recover some of what you traded for by then parting with him. Maybe there's another destination only, at that point. You where... only recover if things are going great. Of course. It's because called trading from a position of strength. I understand that, but I think there's so much more of a possibility of that not working out, in my opinion. Why are you so negative? But I am being negative. <laughs> I am being, I'm getting too much sleep. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm Why are you not staying out past 10 o'clock? I know, I'm <laughs> a realist now. It's that central time zone that's screwing me up, I'll tell you. Uh, but, yeah, so... But but there's teams like what's Pittsburgh doing in goal? Oh gosh! Like Pittsburgh doesn't have the cap flexibility right now to to potentially go with Connor Hellebuck, but maybe they're looking at going a little younger, a little cheaper, and see if that's going to work out. So again, there's a Logan Thompson conversation, there's a UPL conversation, there's a many other uh, goalies position like John Gibson conversation, mm-hmm. right? And being that it is from he is from that area, maybe Pittsburgh is that team. Uh, Ottawa needs a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Is Ottawa looking at UFA and Freddie Anderson or Anti Ranta and what's going to happen in Carolina? Um, or are they looking to trade? Like there is still so much that can happen between now and the draft. I think goalies are going to steal the show, but I don't expect to your question, Connor Hellebuck to be traded because I think that extension is what is holding it up. You have to pay to get the player. And Connor Hellebuck's not going to be handed out for gumballs and, you know, gummy bears. Like, there is going to be a premium price to trade for Connor Hellebuck. And then you got to turn around and give him the extension that he wants. I just don't see it happening. I think it's much more complicated than than what it looks like. Well, the draft in itself is complicated because it requires 12 months of, uh, you know, ramping up. And obviously, (laughs) a lot of... Incre- like a ridiculous amount of viewings in person and on video. And that's how it has continued to evolve because you almost can't stop, right? Yeah. When you get started on a player, it's like, where is the end of this rabbit hole? But incredibly, teams work their way down to tonight. And we asked Jerry Fortin, the director of amateur scouting recently, like all of this buildup, what is it actually like before you make the first pick? We go straight off our list, uh, or that's my experience always, uh, until we get to probably the fourth or fifth round, and then maybe back to what you were asking before. Do we give a little preference for position, um, you know, something special about a player, drafting them out of a certain area, depending on where we've drafted other players in the draft? So we have the list. Um, in the in the first couple rounds, no one's surprised. You know, you just basically you're just giving everyone. There's a lot of nervous energy waiting to see how it's going to fall. Honestly, Jerry has been very visible in recent first rounds when the Sabers have had multiple first round picks. It's been actually a really nice... Like, hand- who's the new GM in Buffalo? It's, it's a nice handoff, though. It represents Great exactly handoff. what they're doing. Kevin is up there to make the first first round selection. And then, you know, I mean, when in the tenure started under Kevin Adams, who's going to guest with us momentarily, you know, Jack Quinn was his first one. Then the next year was Owen Power. But right after Power, they had a second first round pick. Yep. Isaac Roseanne. Jerry Fortin made that announcement. Then last year, they had three of them. They had Savoy, Oslin, and Kulik. And Jerry was able to announce the last On the stage in Montreal. On the stage. Like, I love it. And it's been 27 picks 
over three years in the Adams tenure. They've had eight players from the Canadian Hockey League. They've had three that ultimately go the college route. They've had seven from Sweden, five from Russia, two from Czech, one from Finland, one from Germany. And I just love the fact that this group is 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 clearly all in it and represented and afforded the opportunity. And that's what we're going to you know dive more in um, with Kevin here right after the break. Absolutely. And and we did ask people on Twitter today. Uh, and I'm going to get the right question. The right wording is uh, fill in the blank. The Buffalo Sabres will select blank with the 13th pick <laughs> in the NHL draft tonight. So we're getting a lot of names. But uh, Tony M here as uh, Taro Tsujimoto, the fourth, um, you know, because there's a great lineage of a hockey player in that family, in that Japanese family, oh. that uh, maybe that will be the 13th pick. I love the humor here. Well, that's going to be M, so. I, 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 if we do, in fact, go that route. Yep. I hope we take a moment of silence for Paul Whelan beforehand. Absolutely. That well, if that was uh, oh. a, 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 one of the behind-the-scenes joke moments, oh I gosh. definitely would have to. Well, Paul would Paul want to orchestrate that. You know that. Oh. Yeah, but I, I don't know that Gary Benton would let that happen this time around because there's so many steps now with the pick. Oh, and Jerry talked about that a little bit. He says, you know, we put the pick in. Yeah. And then there's still a couple of minutes before we go on stage. So now it's like we breathe and we can enjoy that. The fact that we've made our selection. It's not like rush, rush, rush. Who do we pick? And then we got to go on stage and do it. So, um, yeah, Kevin Adams will join us. I doubt that they will pick um, Taro Tsujimoto's the fourth. Um, that's not going to happen. But we're getting here uh, Dmitry Simashev. Uh, we're getting... Um, Quentin Musty, we're getting Matthew Wood, we're getting uh, That would be twice for Wood because uh, we've, we heard that on the way out of the hotel this morning. Yes, uh, we have a, a hotel employee that is that was Jim, uh, Jim that Erie. was born at Sisters Hospitals mm-hmm. in Buffalo, grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, has been here in Nashville for 10 years. Um, he said, I really like that, that kid, that Matthew Wood kid. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of Matthew Wood um Buzz maybe, but there's also been a lot of other players buzz. We get uh, Axel sending Pelica here, um, which we talked to Chris Baker on Monday, and Mm -hmm. that was what he thought the Sabres would do if the draft falls the way that he thought in his mock draft up to 13. So we'll see. Chris Baker joins us tonight. We will have draft coverage on our social platforms. It will be Facebook Live and Twitter in reaction to Buffalo making their first selection. Or, dare I say... We'll hop on the social channels live if they trade that. Well, that is why here, Colin on on Twitter says they won't pick anybody at 13. They'll trade up to 6 or 7 to select Matvey Mitchkov. Oh, my goodness. So if that happens, we are going to be jumping right away on the uh, Facebook and Twitter, and we'll have live reactions, and that would be a huge surprise to me and to most people if the Sabres were able to get somewhere in the top 10, and if Mitchkov was available, I mean, mm-hmm. this is the guy that was thought to be number two behind Connor Bedard for so long. Yeah. Who knows if that happens? Kevin Adams, Lance Lesowski, Darren Dreger, an incredibly special guest to close out the show today. It's all ahead. We are at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville, and we are getting set for round one of the NHL draft, which happens tonight in Music City. Stay with us on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.